Hey, I'm Charlotte. And I'm Larissa. And welcome to our first ever podcast, rightfully titled, We, we Don't, Don't Know Either, Babe, where we chat about everything under the sun with absolutely no filter. Today, we're yapping about the dating horrors, disasters and shambles as we approach our arch nemesis, Valentine's Day. So strap in, grab a cup of tea and good luck. Good luck indeed. <laughs> <laughs> the number one thing today on our agenda is dating apps. So I personally, I use dating apps like under the sun, all times a day, borderline mini bit of an addiction, because I don't know, like, there's just a little part of hope in me that believes that, oh, maybe I'll, if I just swipe one more time, I'll be, like, a decent person. There never is. Yep. See, I do the complete opposite. Avoid them like the plague. And I don't know if that's just the horror stories instilled by yeah. the media. Oh, my God, the Tinder stories that you mom. hear. And your mum. My mum. <laughs> that being said, my mum is on Tinder. Don't look her up. Um... <laughs> I don't know if that's because of those stories or because I am a hopeless romantic at heart who wants a traditional old-timey romance. I think everyone does a little bit. Like, no, get me wrong. Everyone wants to be wine, dine, flowered, the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, everyone wants that. But I just can't seem to find anyone, not up for the job, but, like, anyone half-decent enough to do it, which sounds so bad. But when you actually think about it, like, coming across someone who fits your needs, is mature enough to grow with you as a person... Is so difficult to come across. It's like one in a million, and that million seems to just not exist. You think that there's a many millions on this planet? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and also, someone who's not going to hold you back from ambition. 100%. Because you always have to remember to put yourself first yeah. in a relationship. Well, this is my whole thing. Like, when you're in a relationship, especially like at a young age, like we're both what, 18, 19, yeah. my birthday in a few weeks, hing, hing, wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> Just buy me a present, Melissa, thanks. No, I'm kidding. Um, when you're, like, in a young age and you're trying to go into, like, a dating, like, life or the dating scene or have, like, a mature, healthy, growing relationship that can prosper, it's borderline impossible because people still, and I think everyone is throughout their life, are quite fundamentally insecure. Yeah. So to find someone that's secure enough within themselves to then support you is really quite difficult it's to find. It's a big ask. Yeah. You don't think it is until you're searching for it. 100%. Because you then become reliant on a person to make yourself feel good about you. Yeah. Which seems crazy. Yeah. And if you say that out loud, you think, no, no, I'm not that. I'm yeah. not that dependent on a man, a woman, or anything else. Yeah. But reality is, you are, and you yeah. don't even notice it. You sound, I find myself like, or I used to, I definitely don't do this anymore, but I used to almost put my happiness on another person, yeah. which is no way to A, start a relationship, or B, live my own life. No, absolutely. And I think it took like a lot of hits to like, the self-esteem to finally sit there and go, okay, this is my life, I'm living for me, I can't keep living, trying to please you, living for your happiness, yeah. and putting my energy into you and making you feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Self-esteem is a huge part of a relationship. I think so, because if you're dating someone with no self-esteem, they're going to pin their happiness you, to you from experience. And also, you have to carry it for the both of you. 100%. And everything in a relationship has to be equal, and that goes for your own values as yeah. a human. You have to be able to love yourself equally that you love somebody else, yeah. otherwise they're carrying it for both of you. Well, there's that whole phrase, and it's like, you can only meet someone as deep as you've met yourself. And I do believe that that wow. is actually quite true. If you don't know your own limits, if you don't know your own boundaries, or if you don't know your own goals in life your motivations how the hell are you gonna experience that within someone else you can't really and you can preach to the choir that you're mature and you're this and you're that but if your actions aren't matching your words then you need to do some shadow work absolutely it is really interesting how much you soul search when you're looking for a relationship yes definitely and also things like rejection oh my god are the hardest hits to self-esteem because you could meet someone who you think is absolutely perfect for you and if they're not reciprocating your feelings suddenly 
you lose all of your self-worth. Yes, it's like the world comes crashing down the around you. The world comes you. crashing down. Why do... Why? Like, ultimately, if that person doesn't see us the way we see ourselves, that's fine. They may see us better than we see ourselves, yeah. but they just don't see us in the same way. I think it's to do with hope. I think we yeah. pin a lot of hope and a lot of... Well, that's why dependency situ- to another person. Situationships hurt way harder than relationships. Oh my god, yeah. Because it's like the hope of what could have been. Yeah. As opposed to you know what happened, you know why it didn't work, and it yeah. didn't happen. It's never you know in situationships you never have the blunt reality of what it actually is because usually when you yeah. have a relationship breakdown, may you end up hating that person, whatever. You actually have the reality of them and you experience them. You can rationalise it. Ra- it. Because you can say, we broke up because of X. Yes. We didn't work because of what. You have logic to back up exactly. behind it. But in a situationship, or I don't know what else you want to call it, you don't have that because it never came to fruition. Yeah. You just have like an image of what could have been, and that is soul-crushing. Yeah, I think so. So what would you do about that then, Charlotte? I mean, if it was me situationships are usually coming from two people who aren't ready for a relationship and i think that speaks volumes in itself if you're not ready to commit coming from someone that's been in many a situationship i've learned my lesson Mm. and that was my own personal fault like i was the one that wasn't ready yeah but if you're not ready to commit and if you're not ready for a relationship stop seeking it in other people stop chasing other people and get comfortable with the uncomfortableness of being alone yeah because situationships like Yes, you get temporary highs, you get the temporary satisfaction of being with someone or like the chase, the thrill of the chase. And let's not forget attention. Oh my God, yeah, attention. But you're never going to have a long lasting, impactful relationship if you're not ready to commit and you're not ready to put in that work and you're happy just being a situationship, which, you know, for some people it suits perfectly and that is 100% okay. But if you are one of these people that is chasing long term happiness, not being ready and not being healed enough as a person is not the way to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we've said it before and we'll say it again. Yeah. You must love yourself before you can, can love, love another person. Else. Yeah. And it is, sometimes it is that simple. And just because you have commitment issues doesn't mean you always will. Yeah. Speaking as someone who has crippling, and I must say that again for the people in the back, crippling, crippling commitment issues. Yeah. That's not going to stop me from being able to find a relationship. No, oh my God, of course not. Past, yeah. And I will have boyfriends in the But future. it is always something that you have to work on behind the scenes. Absolutely. Because and you if can't you... rely on someone else to fix it for no, you. No, no. Well, I used to think, um, I used to always say, oh, if the right person came along, Absolutely. Be, I was gonna it say would that. be fixed. Do you know what? No. It's actually nothing to do with how people have hurt me. And it's nothing to do with how I've been impacted in relationships. Like, don't get me wrong. I've had some really, really horrible relationships in my life. But... At the end of the day, the commitment issues, yes, they may have been triggered by that, yeah. but they're all because of me. And I've realized I've gone into a bit of um like attachment style research at the moment, and I've learned that maybe I'm not as securely attached as I thought I was, for whatever reason that is. So now doing the work behind the scenes and healing that inner child and healing that attachment style yeah. will allow me to have healthy, communicative, open relationships in the future. Which is the main goal for anyone, right? Yeah, 100%. Communication is key. Communication is always key. But I feel like it's such a hard thing to actually do. Yeah. In theory. We always say, I mean, this is a dumb analogy, but I play netball. Right. I'm dressed like this. (laughs) And we constantly say we need more communication on court. Yeah. And the funny thing is, we say that over and over and over again. And you never do it. And we never do it. And every week it's in our, what should we do next time? communication 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 and you can sit here and you can say until the cows come home i want better communication with my partner but the reality is 
you have to be the driving force behind that. You have to that. work on that. You have to work yeah. on that. Communication isn't as simple as just sitting down and having a chat. No. Communication is often silent. Well, you also have nonverbal communication. That's just like you saying. said, like silent, like nonverbal communication can also be understanding someone to the point where you know that maybe they don't want to talk, but you give them a hug. You just give them a hug because you know that that's what they need. And understanding people's love languages. Yes. Love languages are such a beautiful thing. Yeah. I don't think that's talked about enough. I'm truly in awe of the fact that we show love in so many different ways yeah. and different ways are more powerful to more different people. Yeah. Like, to me, acts of service are my love language. Yeah. Like I'm I, kind of the same as you. Yeah, I washed up my roommate's dishes the other day because I knew she was having a bad day and I was yeah. like, that's my way of saying I love you. <laughs> no. Or like, when you go to a shop and you see your friend's favourite food or something, yeah. or like, you just buy them their favourite sweets. That makes my heart tick. Yeah. No, I love that because it's about noticing little things in your partner or friends and remembering. And I think that's what it is a lot of the time. People don't care about fancy gestures. I'm speaking like from my own perspective, generically. Some people do, generically. But like most people don't care about fancy gestures. They don't care about being taken on a yacht. They don't care about, you know, eating lobster. I hate seafood, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Most people care about genuinely having that soul tie and that soul connection where you feel understood you feel at peace people want to feel you feel at heard, peace. understood yeah well i think growing up like and maturing as a person i used to be like oh love's gonna be fireworks it's gonna be yeah you know jazzy and everything's gonna feel bright and fun and then i got into like life and life took a bit of a toll on me and i sat there and i was like i want a partner that's gonna hold my hand through this and that gives me peace yeah and that just I can feel comfortable with. That's what I'm searching for in life, I think. And that is way harder than finding <laughs> your fit. Yeah, you look lovely. Don't yeah, know. yeah. Honestly, money doesn't make the world work go round. No, love does. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Money can buy me some very lovely gyozas. But and at the end of the day, we are fortunate to be in a position where, like, we don't have to worry about money. I oh, hundred percent. We're students, so we don't have a lot of it. No, we have absolutely sod all of it. Yeah. But at the same time, buckets and buckets and buckets of that. Is not going is to not change the help, way I feel. No. Like I've had friends before who would be like, oh, I don't want to date him, he hasn't got enough money, or he's not the guy for me, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? Like I have genuinely had some friends that have gone, no, he's ugly. And I'm like, what's his personality like? And he's like, oh, he's great, he's like my best friend. And I'm like, so what are you doing? Yeah. What are you... Like, don't get me wrong. A level of attraction there has, has to, to be, be a there. physical yeah. level You can't of have a relationship without a baseline level of attraction. But that being said... That grows as that well, grows. can I say. That grows yeah. with the relationship. Because at the end of the day, a green soul is always better than a green face, if that Incredible. makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you want someone that's going to flower the soul within. Because in the end, like, there's this quote that I always, always live by. And it's from a movie about time. And it's oh. my favourite movie of all time. And the dad, at the wedding of his son, and he says, we're all quite similar in the end. So find someone to spend your life with that's kind. And I think that that is something that I hold so dear to my heart. Yeah. And try and search for in other people. Because it's true. Looks will fade. Money will go. Days will get harder. Days will get longer. Days will get shorter. But you need someone that is so kind that they stand with you and they hold your hand through all of it. Absolutely. And I always come back to that Roald Dahl quote. I'm going to misquote it, by the way. But it's along the lines of if you have beautiful thoughts, they will shine out of your face like sun rays and yeah. you will always look lovely. Yeah. It's something like that. And it's basically the idea that if you can think positively and you have such a good soul and a good heart, who gives a fuck what you look like? No, I agree. I do agree. A beautiful soul is so much more important than a beautiful yeah. face. It's about worth and what you depend your worth, worth on. Absolutely. So for me, like, Obviously, I wasn't always like this, but as I've matured as a person and as I've come into like my own sense of mind, I have realised that someone who genuinely 
is willing to put in work, willing to grow, willing to shine as a human being, you'll notice that before anything else. Absolutely. Because they have this sort of like essence to them. They have this sort of like healing sun energy to them. It's like an aura. There is. There is. There's a certain aura in people that have just got it. And by got it, I mean kindness. And I don't know about you, but I would rather date someone who was dating me because they love my personality than they love the look of my ass. Oh my God. Well, let me tell you, right? So me being on dating apps, like we'll get back to that in a minute because we've gone completely on a tangent. But that is Quite that is kind of what this podcast is. I'm not going to lie. It's a girly chit chat. So, you know, we did tell you to grab a cup of tea. So We warned you. Yeah, exactly. So I was on this dating app and this girl messages me and she's like, oh, are you baddie? You're sitting pretty kind of hot. And I was like, are you for real? Ooh. I was like, oh, are you for real? So I actually ended up writing a like bit about it in my book. And um, so I basically just wrote... You asked me if I'm like sitting there looking pretty or like I'm a baddie kind of pretty. And I just went, I have a scar above my nose. I have a scar on my, like, from where I have my appendix out. I have yeah. freckles in my eye. I have a heart freckle above my face. And I just think that that's so true. You, people say this and it's the most lust filled crap, basically. And you just want someone to look at you and see that human nature. Absolutely. This is why I avoid dating apps. Yeah. Because I feel like you just get all these one liners of people trying to yeah. grab your attention and just everyone's there for a quick shag i know i think yeah. we can admit that yeah as much as all of these dating apps do promote yeah love and relationships most people on there are there for a shag do you think it's different between lesbian or like queer relationships because i'm gay myself do you think it's different between queer like dating apps and straight dating apps because i've met some of the most amazing people on them don't get me wrong i've had my fair share of absolute cockers but i have met some lovely genuinely wholehearted people on there who i still have in my life today I'd like and to we're think, still friends i'd like to think it is because it is so much harder to date yeah queer. yes because i think you well, can't I just think go so. into a club make eye contact with a girl across the room no and you make it out like, i mean unless you're in gay manchester you know what i mean you know, <laughs> unless you go to a queer night and you misinterpret or you misinterpret yeah it's awkward well do you know what it is right i don't well as you can see i don't look masculine anymore but i used to be quite a very mass girl like i had a shaved head i was very punky and i would always feel very uncomfortable about approaching a girl even if i like knew that they were openly queer xyz yeah in person i'd always feel very uncomfortable about it because as a mass presenting person i didn't want them to like feel like i'm being predatory yeah and this is such an issue in like the queer scene of like people don't want to go and talk to other people because of that fear of oh my god what happens if they're not and it's it's still quite a taboo thing so i I mean for those reasons it is so much harder like i don't approach girls on a night out no so I do think, in that sense, dating apps are so beneficial yeah. to the queer community. That's why I use you them. you know people's intentions. Exactly. You know straight away when you see a fit girl on there that they are interested in women. Yeah. Sorry, a beautiful woman. I'd like to retract <laughs> my previous statement. Bit of a head for a fit woman. <laughs> fit. <laughs> but no, it is true. Like, for me, dating in the queer scene is so difficult. Yeah. It's so hard. Like, because... You don't approach people on a night out. And if you do, you always feel a little awkward. And now, obviously, I've gone from being very masculine presenting to very feminine presenting. Yeah. And people just now don't clock that I am. Or I'll have guys come up to me. Like, I had a guy in a club and I was having, like, a dance on the table. And a guy came up to me. He's like, can I buy you a drink? I was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm gay. And he was just like, okay, so can I buy you a drink anyway? And I was like, no. Yeah. No, like you're not going to change no. my mind. I was like, take no for an opinion. Don't know who you think you are, but your Honestly, penis doesn't wield the power to change my sexuality. Do you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> mate. So I went on a date at the beginning of university. Oh my god. Oh. How did I meet this man? Great question. Oh. <laughs> Charlotte, would you like to tell the people? Right. So we're in our little student union club. We're having a great time. I am like, you know, a little bit piddled, a little bit having a good time. It and wasn't this, this guy. 
is like hitting on me but he's a, he's a really lovely he's genuine guy genuinely so lovely sweet. Like, like not creepy not no pred- like proper just, man like flirting how i like to say it he's like a man he's not a boy fact i honest to god hand on heart lovely man incredible but incredible person he's got his arm around my stomach and he's going oh is this okay like tell me if this is uncomfortable Which and i went Green 10 bags, out of 10 for him. Peaceful. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, even without a system, he was still being a lovely, secure man. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. love that for you. And I said, no, you're absolutely fine. You're not making me uncomfortable, but I am going to let you know that I'm gay. Yeah. And he just like, he was like, oh no, that's absolutely fine. Don't worry. And he carried on dancing with me. And I was like, I love that. So then I see Larissa walking up behind me and I grab this man by the shoulders. I twizzle him around 180. I go, oh, but she's not. And shove them together <laughs> in the club. I don't know where this confidence came from, but I literally just looked at her. I was going to say it was the bottle of wine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, I looked at her and I went, Oh, he's lovely. You'll be fine. And I just shoved him together. And, and he left was. Him. And he was. And like ultimately, things didn't work out. No, that's just the way it goes sometimes. But I do think it is quite funny that. Oh, it's so funny. But that is something so I want real. to talk about, right? The guilt of when you meet such a lovely person, but you can't seem to get the romantic feelings out for them. It's awful. That's happened it's to me. Soul crushing because I've been on both ends of that. Yeah, I've been on the side Same. where. I don't love somebody back and I've also been on the side where they don't love me back yeah and I think in a way it's so much harder to be the person who doesn't love somebody else back yeah because the guilt is unbearable oh my god isn't it you just suddenly think what is wrong with me yeah because they're such a lovely person and they're like do you know what I mean sometimes they tick off every single quality that you're looking for but you can sit there and you just can't seem to get the feelings out and it makes you feel awful like speaking candidly yeah it does I don't know if it's because I have such a high expectation of love and God knows where that came from. Notting Hill. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be media. Love, actually. Obviously, we're going to blame the media for everything. Oh, no, 100%. No, mate, honestly, it's the rom-coms. Every night, I'm like, there, I have a little bag of popcorn, a little bit yeah. of toffee sauce on the top, you know, the drill, get a glass of wine, bottle of wine. And the books. Two bottles Let's of wine. forget the books. Oh, no, of course not. And I'm there, say. and I'm like, I'm like knuckle deep within about three rom-coms in the space of three hours. And I'm there, and I'm, I'm in full-on Delululand. I'm like, oh, my God. Love is all around. It's yeah. not. <laughs> sure, babe. Sure. No, honestly. Get on Tinder. Oh, Let's see what happens. Stop it. Imagine. But no, the horror stories that you get from dating apps are just ridiculous. Like yeah. I, only the worst one I had was someone turned around to me saying, "Can I clap those cheeks?" Two words, right? In my bio was, "Let's go on a walk and talk." Yeah. And she's clapping. No. I just don't think some people get the vibes. No, the vibes. There were are missed. people on dating apps who are genuinely into dating. Me. But there are people on dating apps who just want a quick fuck. Yeah. Which is fine. That's fine. say that. Uh, yeah, you have to be upfront about these kind say of things. Say that. But not in a creepy way. Not in a creepy way. Don't just go, by the way, I'm up for a shag. <laughs> Bit weird. Cheeky shag on the weekend. Cheeky shag. No. I don't know. Dating apps are a funny one. They are. They, they can be brilliant. You hear like these amazing love stories, people that have found each other and they've been together for years. But that's so like few and far between. And to be honest with you... Yeah. I'm kind of over them a little bit at this point, and I think like in the next coming months, I probably will delete them just because. Really. Well, it's one of those things where it's like I'm actually completely fine being alone. If don't get yeah. me wrong, if someone yeah. comes into my life and they're perfect and they're lovely and they're mature, and you're not going to turn them away. No, of course I wouldn't because yeah. we're all looking for that. But well, not everyone, but majority-wise, yeah. speaking like from majority interpretation, most yeah. people are. But. Until that comes, I'm not really going to put my energy into people who are just five steps behind me, if that makes sense. Oh, Which, absolutely. You know, it's fine. Everyone's on their own journey, of course. But you don't want to be the one responsible for catching them up to your speed. Precisely. You yeah. hit the nail on the head there. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to be your um, pit stop for you yes. to figure yourself out and absolutely. then you can go on your journey. 
And also, our job is not to develop every other human being. Oh my god, I know. Our job is to find the person who's already on our level. I'm basically a mother at this point. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Honestly, the amount of times I have been stuck in relationships, not yeah. stuck, but I've been found myself in relationships with men who just can't emote properly. Yeah. Is just unbelievable to me. Yeah. Do you, right, I've never, I haven't been in a straight relationship since I was about 12 years old. <laughs> are they very emotional or are they kind of a little bit like. I've had my fair share. I've okay. had my fair share. So I've in lesbian had... relationships, they are so heavily emotional, and that's going to get us onto our next topic, which we'll come on to in a minute. Is the stereotype true? Gone. There, there used to be this awful expression that right. it was like on date two they're ready to move in. It was something. I'm going to be honest. Something like that. Sometimes yes. Really. Sometimes yes. I have had relationships. This is when I was a lot more naive and about 14 to 15 years old. Yeah. They move so incredibly quickly, and that is actually like quite a bad thing because you don't because develop you can't find people so then you laugh no i well some people sure but yeah. for me personally i think it was where you're with another woman and they're both very in tune with their emotions they're both very emotion driven and yeah. hopeful yeah and so it culminates in this very quick evolving relationship that ultimately yeah, yeah, yeah. is based on creaky floorboards if you get what i'm saying yeah. like it's not based on anything long lasting that's mm-hmm. the issue there's no sort of foundation no there. there isn't so you hit a hurdle and it's like arms up in the air i can't do this out the front door yeah which is it's true yeah well that's how i found I it think, at least to be fair i have found complete polar opposites with dating men yeah is that the one half are they just don't have well they have emotions they don't but they, have the capacity they, to they express don't, them well if they do they don't right I'm so with I, you. I don't get a lot of I mean, I've never, I don't get declarations of love, let's just say. I don't get long paragraphs. You tend to, I tend to find them to be a bit more blunt right, than okay. like I would be myself. Yeah. But one of the biggest things I've learned, dating, being a human being, friendships, literally just living. Being a person on the planet. Being a person on the planet. Yeah. Is that you cannot expect somebody to act, behave, feel the same way you do. And it's yeah. a hard bullet yeah. to bite. But once you do, you realise like, Everybody processes things differently. Yeah. So just because he doesn't feel the same way I do doesn't mean that I'm wrong or he's wrong. It yeah. just means we're different. Yeah. And on the other end of the spectrum, date I've dated men who are very emotive. Yeah. And but then like we were talking about before with insecurities, is I have dealt with my fair share of insecure yeah. men. Because it is really tough because there is not the right mental health support system no, in isn't. place. Well, for anyone. No. But for men especially. especially. And Things like secondary school, yeah. that culture on men I mean, and developing boys is horrible. I mean, do you know what? Like, speaking in very broad terms here, I dated a man when I was about 12, 13 years old. Obviously, yeah. I found out that I wasn't attracted to men. Mm. And he actually ended up getting very much picked on in school, really? which was awful because he went to an all-boys all school as well. Yeah. So, and do you know what? He would tell me these stories and I'd be like, oh, my God. Because obviously, he never held any animosity towards me. He was never... No. And it's not your angry. fault. No, obviously. And he was... He was such a lovely guy with it. He was just like, it's okay, I understand. I was like, mature man, yeah, mature man. Mature. And like, you know, for, thir- for a 13 year old boy yeah. to sit there and accept that, like my heart goes out to him. And he was always like very in touch with his emotion kind of man. And I respected that a lot. Definitely. Oh, yeah, yeah. 100%. I mean, again, there's no such thing as too many emotions, too few emotions. No, of course because not. Because you process things the way you process things. 100%, yeah. As long as you're doing what is healthiest for you, I don't give a fuck. No. Like if you don't want to say a word, as long as you're fine, I'm We're fine. good. If you want to say everything that's on your chest, say it on your chest. Yeah. Like, that's absolutely fine. You just have to make sure you're processing in a healthy yeah. way for you. 
and that your partner knows that you are actually yeah. okay. That being said, though, I think with any relationship, and if you go into any relationship, there does need to be a level of compromise. Yeah. There does. Like, your processing is great for you. My processing is great for me. We understand each other. Yeah. But there does need to be communication. And there does need to be compromise sometimes. Because if I was to only ever shut myself out and you were to only ever speak, I don't know about you. It would be a push and pull dynamic and that just would not work. And I've also found sometimes that I'm quite an insecure girly. There's sometimes when I rely on a partner to talk about my insecurities, yeah. not necessarily in a like, tell me I'm beautiful kind of way, but yeah. like a- Just like in a I need to kind talk. of way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I feel guilty. Okay, I feel guilty how comes? Putting that on someone, making right. them responsible for listening to me time and time yeah. again, especially if I can't help them in the same way. Yeah. So if they don't want to talk about it, but all I want to do is talk about yeah. it, they might be fine with that. But in my head, I'm annoying them. <laughs> yeah. No, I get no, I get that. See, I'm actually quite the opposite in that sense. Like, usually when I'm having like a rough day, I like to do um I don't know what it is it called body doubling. I think it's called that where like you sit in silence and you do something with someone else. Yeah. So like they can play their video game, I'll read a book. Yeah. That to me is great because you're yeah, spending yeah, yeah. time together, but it's in like a way so you're not alone with your own thoughts, but I don't have to talk. I love actively. that. Just sitting in silence with someone. See, that's great for me. But I've dated people. Yeah, I love comfortable silence. So oh my god, it's brilliant. So it's so good. But um, no, I've dated people that are very much like talk to me, talk to me, and like trying to actively pull me towards them. And so that's made me go, uh, uh-uh, uh, no, putting space between us. Yeah, I need a break. Which you know isn't nice for either of us. But that's because there was no compromise. There was yeah. no um, okay. I understand that you need your space. Here's how what I've learned about you. Here's how I'm going to put that in place. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? No, I do, I do. It's about learning about how different people cope with things. You have to learn how other people function, how yourself functions. Yeah. And going back to communication, yeah. you can talk about that. You can tell a partner, look, hundred times I, over. I don't actually want to talk about things and it's not because I'm bottling it up. It's yeah. simply because that's not that's how, how I, I process. Deal. That's not how I emote. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's absolutely cool. But they need to have like a level of maturity to understand that their processing is not your processing definitely 100 exactly. but i feel like with relationships as well and this i think definitely comes with maturity and it definitely comes with growing as a person relationships or any romantic endeavor even friendships take such a high level of forgiveness yes because people are people people are not perfect people make mistakes as long as you're not accepting disrespect which i have recently learned is a very fine line oh boy yep between... and i have played jump rope with it yeah it's a very fine like you see me with this it's a very fine line between forgiving someone for their mistakes and forgiving them for being a person and then there's accepting accepting poor treatment yeah accepting poor treatment basically exactly. is the best way i can put it you have to find a way to understand first of all you have to understand your own values you have to understand what comes first yeah one of the main things i've done this year is i made a list of priorities yeah it's one to ten and ten that's num- not, that's and number one idea. is my happiness my oh. happiness has to come above all yeah right and on there you also have friends and family it was my mum who taught me this oh, i love that my mum's incredible go for your mum little plug to my mum we love your mum <laughs> don't find her on tinder though (laughs) and you just write this your priorities and as long as you can make sure that everything you do goes towards them and everything that happens with your partner works towards them yeah you're set yeah well i mean you have to grow separately together exactly if you want to be in a relationship especially at a long age a long age a young age (laughs) and grow with that person long term You've got to be okay with doing the individual work and you've got to be okay with doing your own soul work and then growing as individual people who come together. Yeah. That's what it is at the end of the day. It's beautiful as well, guys. Well, yeah, every successful relationship like that I've seen in my life, like my parents, my friends, etc., 
they are all very independent people i've learned yeah that grow separately but they come out of the same plant pot yeah that's what i've learned they have their own things their own lives but they're still intertwined in each other i think that's so important to make sure you always stay your own person especially with the like love bombing culture yes this oh this was a topic i was meant to say and then i just completely and utterly forgot to say it my bad guys we're back on track back on back on the railway love bombing is insane huge because you become attached quickly yes and you become reliant almost yes it's not a healthy form of attachment because you become dependent on that person for your own satisfaction and your own gratification which we don't want no we don't want that is not enough not a fun fun situation you are a person first and a partner or a lover second 100 always yeah i really like that phrase because it teaches you to be your own human first before you seek out connection in another anything else and that's not to say that you should be like selfish no 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 it no, just no. means on your list of priorities you should be above your partner yeah and that isn't a selfish thing no. and that doesn't make you scar no but larissa you've got to think about it like this if your own let's just analogy of a castle if your own yeah. castle is crumbling how the hell are you going to stick a brick in another one exactly do you know what i mean like yeah. you can't help someone to paint the walls in their own castle hang the furniture up hang the furniture up <laughs> hang the pictures up put the furniture down you can't help someone to do that if your own castle is crumbling crumbling falling you can't you can't and i do think love bombing has become part of our culture especially with situations oh my god yeah this is this is the whole thing zero to a hundred yeah so quickly and then it's back to zero because people want that quick feeling and that quick gratification that's what it is you chase the thrill you chase the high i mean don't get me started on the the thrill of the chase as well oh my god don't love bombing has love bombing and thrill of the chase go basically hand in hand hand if you ask me yeah yeah because the thrill of the chase is all about the idea that it, you you want something that you can't have yeah and that is a tale as old as time yeah you know, <laughs> yep you send your kids teddy away to the charity shop and immediately they want it back yeah another kid starts playing with a game you want to play it back and to a part to an extent it's an instinct yeah i think so instinct. i like, think so you see another caveman stealing your butt you're not gonna <laughs> have that i don't know <laughs> but like so that is a survival instinct more or less yeah but you have to make sure that the thrill of the chase is somebody's feelings yeah you are chasing somebody's feelings yeah. and to an extent somebody's self-worth yeah shouldn't necessarily be that way but unfortunately but the is. thing is like a lot of situationships you don't get into them consciously yes you don't like you i thinking this is going to be a relationship yep because i have done that multiple really times like don't get me wrong i've been on the end of starting a situationship i've been yep. on the end of receiving a situationship mm. and it is brutal because sometimes you go into a situation like if you're the perpetrator of them not quite realizing you're ready and then you get into it and you're like oh my god my bad you know what i mean but then if you're on the receiving end of it you feel so questioned because you're like you gave me all this love yesterday you told me like xyz i'm the most beautiful girl in the world yeah you told me that like you know all of this jazz and then the next day you're switching up like there's no tomorrow but that's because you don't actually know nor like nor value the person Yes. You valued the thrill of the chase. You thr- you valued that adrenaline rush that you wanted. I know one of the things I have found since coming to university is there's a lot of men yeah. who love the thrill of the chase. Yes. And like, I'm going to be straight up and I'm going to be so honest. Be candid. That's the whole point. Who doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Like there is something in that where it's like you're working towards it. Yeah. And some, I've, I've been so guilty that I've liked a person, they've liked me back and immediately my commitment issues come into play and suddenly... Oh my God, I've done that so many I times. need a 10-foot pole in between me and this person. Yep. I'm putting, I am parting the Red Sea kind of eyes. You know what I mean? It feels like it goes too quickly. Yeah. 
Whereas if there is that chase, it almost slows things down. Yeah. It's almost like a back and forth yeah. before you can But it also forward. doesn't feel real. No, if that, it's not. I mean, don't get me wrong. It feels real in the sense that it's in front of you. You have the adrenaline rush. That does. Yeah. But it's not a commitment thing. No. It's a, I'm over here, you're over here. It's just like a bit of fun. It is. It's not it's just real and hard. Exactly. It is just a game. Yeah. And the thing is, you have to be able to like understand whether you're willing to play a game. Yeah. Because the signs are usually there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have spoken to people whilst I've still been healing, which, you know, I don't know how it happened, but it did. And honestly, I've just been honest about it. And like, I've turned around to people and I've just held my hands up and I said, look, this is what's going on. This is how I feel. Mm. If you want to continue to talk to me and see what happens, I'm making no promises. Absolutely. But if you want to, that's your choice. I respect your choice either way. Yeah. And you know what? Most, like nine times out of 10, people have just turned around to me and said, you know what? I will because I just respect your honesty. Yeah. They're just, I respect the fact that you're mature enough or like grown enough to be able to recognize X, Y, Z and be honest with me so I know what I'm getting myself into. No, honesty. And I think that's so so important. Like, situationships, let's not put like a, you know, a truly bad name on them. They're not always something that is terrible. No. Sometimes you meet someone they're not meant to be in your life forever. You meet them, you have a good time, it ends. And, and that's okay. You learn and you, and you grow. learn. Yeah. But I think honesty is really the key to them. Don't underestimate the power of honesty. Honesty. In every situation. Yeah. Because we live in a world where it's far and f- what's the expression? Far and few between? Yeah, far and few <laughs> between. Like and it is refreshing. Yeah. I don't care if it's brutal. It I don't have to think about yeah. it any further. I don't have to read between the lines. I no. don't have to interpret well, my whole thing I can is rationalise it. If you feel when you're like speaking candidly and speaking honestly, if you feel uncomfortable, that's right where you should be. Yeah. If you feel uncomfortable talking and if you feel uncomfortable sharing the truth, that's exactly what you should be sharing. Yeah. Because sometimes the most uncomfortable things are the things that need to be said to gain that level of respect. 100%. And to gain that level of, like, you know, it's never a com- comfortable conversation to turn around and say, I'm still healing or I'm still doing this or I'm not quite ready, but if you want to wait around with, for me and like, not wait around for me, but if you want to like, yeah. go through this with me and see what happens that's fine it's an uncomfortable conversation to have like and also being honest about your dating like goals and yeah. saying might date around a bit i don't know yeah, is that yeah. something you're comfortable you with? have to be, Just be honest, to be honest and it's uncomfortable it is yeah. uncomfortable but all relationships and all like even friendships i'd say yeah you have to have uncomfortable conversations otherwise there's yeah, no there's, growth there's, there is no growth if you stay within like comfort there's no depth exactly and you're never going to push past that so you're always staying within this little square that you've made yourself but when you step outside and when you start to feel not comfortable or you start to feel uncomfortable yeah that's exactly where you should be and that's exactly when you start to push forward because that's new and that's unsettling and it's unfamiliar which is a good thing because it means you're growing and i mean growth is growth is everything yeah i think so i mean there's a whole reason we're on this planet isn't it really but um yeah i have like this analogy it's called the solar system analogy and it kind of goes back to like the love bombing thing that we were talking about yeah so and just imagine that you are a solar system. You're one of the planets in the solar system. You are your own planet. Your partner, your relationship, your future endeavours in the romantic world per se. That's another planet. You're separate. You're your own planet. You're your own experiences. But you still orbit each other. You're yeah. still around. You still connect with each other. And you still work within that harmonising space. Mm. But you are ultimately separate goals. You should be your own focus. They should be their own focus. Support each other. Be there for each other. Yeah. Grow together but you are your own person and outside of a relationship. You will have to make sacrifices for each other. Yeah. But you never, ever sacrifice your own self-worth. Exactly. Or your unhappiness. Because to be honest, sacrifice, 
has such negative connotations but if it's something that you want to do or if that's something that you like you're happy to progress with within a partner situation it's never really a sacrifice yeah if it's like you know you have the option to go to a football match with your mate or you can go out with your girlfriend like you have to try and figure out is that a sacrifice to go to the football game i think it take i think it's balanced because if you spend all your waking time with a partner, it's going to collapse. The egg. The egg. Oh, my God. We have this jelly cat deviled egg on our bed, and it has Sorry. absolutely just fallen to its death. Oh, no, I kind of just kicked it off. Scrambled egg. <laughs> Scrambled egg. <laughs> is absolutely beating up my egg. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you, darling. Um, where was I? What was I saying? I've completely forgotten. Balance. Right. So, balance. basically, we're back on track, guys. Here we go. We're back. Um, if you don't have balance we within... We don't know either, babe. <laughs> we don't know either, babe. If you have, don't have balance within a relationship, it's going to crumble. You cannot subjugate yourself to just being with your partner. You yeah. have to be able to see friends and stuff like that. Like I've been in relationships where they have gone, you have to spend all your time with me, and they were trying to take up all of my free time. And very not, I don't get a lot of it. You know what I mean? I'm a busy gal. Yeah. I do not get a lot of free time. But I didn't see my friends for months because like, I never cut them off. I'd still talk to them. We'd still FaceTime. But I felt almost a little bit disheartened that I had less and less time for my friends because it was taking up all of my time. And I know that sounds bad, no. but there is a balance. There is a balance. And there's because a huge balance. At the same time, your your relationship, like the solar system, yeah. isn't everything. No. The other planets it's are a great, your It's a great big part of your world. Yeah. Like sometimes it's the sun, yeah. but you do have other planets. Don't let it eclipse you, babe. No, don't let it, oh, I like that. That's really smart, that. Thank oh, you, you clever thank girl. Thank you. Oh, I love that. No, but it's true. And I did have a conversation. I, I just kind of said, look, as much as I prioritise you within my life, and you are a huge, huge part of my life, I also prioritise my friends. And sometimes I need to prioritise them over you. Not in the way where I'm not supporting you and not being there for you. Yeah. But in the sense that I need to see them too. And I need yeah. to have my quality time with them because Absolutely. they're my people. Absolutely. They're the people that keep my head sane, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Different people will help bring out different qualities in yourself. Yeah. And that is why you need such a range of people around oh you. Oh my God. And that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you have to have like deep, meaningful relationships with everyone you meet. No. Like you can just have the friend that you know brings out your funny side because you watch the same tv show so you can laugh yeah. about it you need the friend that you know brings out your intelligence side because you can study together those yeah. kind of things where using bear with me using people to enhance yourself but in a way where you're also enhancing them yeah because we are here yeah. on this planet to support each other to help each other and you can only do that if you're willing to support somebody else yeah, like a multi-beneficiary communication. oh exactly we're an ecosystem darling <gasps> We're in a terrarium. Oh, insane. Oh, my God. Close the lid and call it a day. <laughs> Ding dong. No, I love it. But no, honestly, like I do genuinely think that relationships are only a growing part of yourself. Absolutely. Speaking of growing part of yourself. Yeah. With coming out. Yeah. How did you find that like to affect yourself, your other relationships? What do you mean, like family or do you mean rom- like romantically or both? Family. Well, well let's go with let's both. Let's go Okay, so I actually didn't get the opportunity to come out on my own terms. I yeah. got outed by a parent and it's something that I'm over now, but do I respect them for it? Absolutely not. No, I don't because that was a young child. And you never, ever have the right to take that away from no, someone. I understand that people make mistakes and I can accept that, but yeah. that is not a mistake that you make. So when I came out, obviously it wasn't on my own terms. And my mum and dad, they were a bit shocked, but they weren't necessarily 100% surprised. They're not idiots, yeah. you know. Um, and they were both really good about it, which I am so privileged and grateful to have. Yeah, to be with you. And it does make my heart very, very heavy 
like yeah. with love if that makes sense absolutely so no honestly i got in the car and my dad went you're gay and he could, like held up a hand and gave me a high five and i was like <laughs> what? what a geezer what oh, an absolute geezer and he looked at me and he went bring home a fit bird i was like all right dad now like my dad's from the east end of london like you know it made sense what he said <laughs> you know like my mum definitely had questions she was just like like why did you not tell us how did you not know blah 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 blah, blah. i was like mum and like my mum and me, like we had a bit of a rocky relationship when I was growing up and we are so close now. Like I can hand on heart say that that woman is one of my bestest friends in this world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Love and like one. genuinely, she is one of my best friends. But that's because in that relationship, we took the time to understand each other. Yeah. We took the time to just understand each other. And that was such a pinnacle point in that relationship because obviously yeah. I was dealing with such high levels of stress and confusion and self-hatred to be honest with figuring out that I was queer it's so confusing yeah I mean I hated myself for years and that came out in just anger and angst and irritability and all of that so when I came out it was weird yeah. it was really weird like I was happy that it was out and I was happy that it was done and it was a bit of a relief but also I was so angry that it wasn't on my terms yeah so angry and I was so stressed that it wasn't did and you that... ever do anything to try and like take that moment back not really, no. I never did. I think I kind of just took it on the chin a little bit. Yeah. Like, I kind of just went, okay, it's happened. It's done. I'm just going to try and move forward with it. Yeah. I think that's kind of how I went really into it. a really difficult situation to yeah, be in. it was. It should always be on your own terms. I yeah, think we can all agree 100%. that. 100%. And, like, I can 100% see what you're saying. Like, it's over. It's done. Like, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have yeah. to worry about how people are going to react. It was definitely like a big but... rain cloud above my head going to the side. But at the same time, yeah. the stress of that moment is something that I will never, ever feel again. Like, it was paramount. I'm not going to lie to mm. you. But, you know, it did give me the opportunity to be open about myself. And it did give me yeah. the opportunity to be open about my relationship and who I date and things like that. Like, I have no problem bringing a girl back to my house and being like, mum, dad, girlfriend whatever yeah. and they're completely cool with it which i'm once again so grateful for and when it came to you as a person do you think being able yeah. to have all of these because these are open honest yeah sometimes brutal conversations that you have to it have. was yeah 100 percent. do you think this helped helped you grow as a person or do you think i think absolutely yeah absolutely because not only did i have to deal with the uncomfortable conversation of coming out to my parents not on my own terms yeah i also i was very young i was about 13 14 years old so i was very young very immature um i also had to look within myself and then find the maturity to get over that and not be angry Which is a big ask yeah and not be angry at the people that did that to me because if they're living in ignorance they're living in ignorance yeah. and what they did was awful i agree yeah, yeah, yeah. but i'm not going to persecute them no. because they're humans too and at the end of the day i feel like ignorance is such a huge word and it's yeah. a word i use a lot yeah. to describe myself yeah because the truth is the world changes very quickly sometimes yeah. overnight and you have to be willing to be ignorant as long as you're oh willing God, to be yeah. educated yeah nobody can ever hold anything against you for being ignorant yeah ignorant i don't I, mind when people are ignorant I, I don't mind when people ask me stories no, absolutely not but I will be mad at you if you're hateful yeah. and there's a huge difference. Yeah, because I think so. if you just don't understand or you just don't know, fine, sit down yeah. maybe, or have a chat. I have so many people ask me about like queer history or like even safe sex, like yeah. queer safe sex. I have so many people ask me questions about that or like they'll just be curious and they'll be like, so what's it like with a woman? Like not even like in the sexual way, but just in general, they'll yeah, ask me yeah. like, how things work. So, like, I mean, and that that's does, absolutely fine. That does vary person to person. Yeah. Because don't go up to strangers and ask them how queer no, sex no, no. is. Don't do that, but do, 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 do your queer <laughs> But like that's why I don't. I'm not one of these people that's like, oh my god, just look at me and fucking find it out for yourself. I'm not like that. 
like as your friend if you have questions to ask me or if you're confused yourself like please do come and talk to me like absolutely. that's absolutely fine because I've done it you know I mean we had it was like week one and you and I were having conversations about my sexuality yeah well I think like great chats always like honestly I am like a therapist at this point but it's true like I don't think sexuality especially in the dating scene I don't think it's fixed as such Hmm, like I think a lot of people are kind of a little bit more fluid than they think they are like I've got friends that are like I'm with a man I'm gonna stay with a man for the rest of my life but like I'm not opposed to the idea no. Blah, blah 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 blah. Like we put these labels on ourselves, but generally, it, for some people, it can give them great comfort. And for me, I think I've gone past the point of fluidity, and yeah. I know what I like, I know what I do, and all that. Obviously, because where I came out at such a young age. But for a lot of people, it's such a confusing topic that often they just want to kind of avoid. They want to just like yeah. shove it under the carpet and be like, nope, not me, another person. You know, I, what I, mean? I do know exactly what you mean because I think with labels, it is really hard. It makes it really because... hard to step outside of them and exactly. experience other things. Exactly, because once you're pin you're like locked in yes but also i think it makes it really hard because then it means you want to define everything yeah and some things you just can't define some things you just you just gotta let some it roll. things just are how they are yeah because i know i really struggled with the fact that like i find women yeah. unbelievably attractive yeah and i always thought that meant i was gay yeah and then i watched all these tiktoks and it was like people saying how they knew they were gay and it was things like finding women really attractive and then we had conversations yeah. and i was like Maybe Am not. I sexually attracted to them or do I just appreciate, do you just appreciate their beauty? Yeah, and I think there's a very fine line between that. Like I always say to someone, you have to actually put yourself in the situation of imagining yourself with someone. Yeah. Because until you do, like, don't worry, I find I can find men attractive. Like we watched, I don't know what movie we watched the other day, but I was like, oh, he's fit, isn't he? Like, and everyone looks at me and then I'm like, I can appreciate. I was like, I can yeah. window shop, guys. But do I have any, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but do yeah. I have any like feelings of long-term commitment for that or do I like want to go there no No. I'm so good like you know what I mean but that's just how I roll and that's why for me labels work because it's quite cut and paste for me but for someone that isn't it makes it like having labels makes it so hard to try and like branch out because it's not it's not just like a oh I'm dating a girl now it's like a I've got to tell everyone that I'm not straight bloody hell it's such a palaver and it's like just do what you want and also on that if you don't want it to be palaver you have to almost act the way you want people to respond. Yeah. This is one of the biggest things I found. If you tell someone bad news and you don't want them to react like really badly, you almost have to tell them in a like a calm, a good way. Yeah. Right. But if you go up to someone and you say your house is on fire, they're gonna react by going my house is on fire. Yeah. No, I if agree. If you go up <laughs> to someone and you say oh like your house is on fire, they're thawing it, like don't worry, don't they're gonna go okay my house is on fire. Okay, don't stress. Okay. Right. Yeah. So I feel like. To an extent, things like coming out are kind of almost the same. Yeah. Or like with the fluidity, if one minute you're dating a man and the next minute you're dating a woman, if you just go, oh, and then I went on a date with women, if you just drop it in there casually, most people aren't going to pick up on it. No. People aren't going to circle back. Because be like, obviously where I came, I was like the f- one of the first people in my school to come out as gay. Yeah. Like, and that was tricky, but not as tricky as it could have been. So I'm grateful okay. for that. That's good. But everyone was a little bit like, what because it was it was so new like growing up like at 13 14 it's so new but as i've grown up and as i've gone into like sixth form university life in general people really don't care yeah and it's great like honest to god people just don't care they won't ask so many more people with shared experiences but when you come out in secondary school it's almost like you become like a museum exhibition. Oh my god! Everybody's heard about started. it, but they've never seen it in the wild. It's like, oh <laughs> it was honestly, it was like I was a lion just walking down the street. Everyone be like, oh, it's her. And I'd be yeah. like, it's me. But it was so funny, like because it was where I came out, 
I kind of had this notion that like, because I was so young, I was so scared of being like bullied and stuff, which sounds so bad, but it was true, which didn't happen to me, thank God. Um, But I had this notion that I had to be so strong and so put together that even if you say things about me, like it's going to bounce off and I don't care. And I ended up being really popular in secondary school, Really? really popular because I was this person that just didn't care what you said to me yeah and i was always just nice to everyone yeah yeah. so i was like you know like you are nice there was i remember this group in high school that people like were so rude to them and like just didn't talk to them and stuff and it was a it was a queer group and so me being me like i was never in a queer my all my friends were straight yeah like which was also a very like unheard of thing like i didn't have like a lot of queer friends like all my girlfriends they were straight yeah so I would walk up to the screen and I'd be like, oh, you're right, and just chat with them. And everyone was like, what? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like an ostracized thing because yes. we were so young and yeah, so yeah. ignorant. There we go, back to the word. Back to ignorance. We were so ignorant. Like, it's we didn't... everywhere, darling. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's not bliss. No, it's not bliss. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, not bliss. It just makes you look like a tit. <laughs> Sometimes, But yeah. no, like, genuinely, it was such a weird thing. And queerness, for me, was such a journey. Mm. it was insane because i went from it being the most hated part of myself to the most loved part of myself yeah and then it's like figuring out dating and stuff like that yeah which is a palaver. which just to circle us back and make this full circle yeah dating apps do make that a little bit easier in, yeah in from like what i know yeah because you don't have to worry about whether they are gay or not yeah they will tell you i mean in short <laughs> dating in modern culture is ridiculously hard hell <laughs> borderline, borderline opening of. the floodgates entering into the pits of but fire it's not impossible but it's not impossible and it can be done exactly and you've got two different perspectives you've got someone who you know i'm looking men. for that traditional write me a love letter i will lap that yeah. think of me when you go to the supermarket no, kind honestly. of love hey, give me that I'll like, you know. <laughs> won't be mad if you want to show up with some flowers that's absolutely fine lilies <laughs> <laughs> lilies roses some flowers bluebells preferably but we also live in a world where you can use dating apps and yeah. if they make you happy use them yeah enjoy them i mean dating's never the same thing for one person like obviously Absolutely. with me growing up queer like very openly queer as well yeah. like it's never the same thing but you know love will come and love will happen and you just have to be patient and you have to be healed and mature in order to find something worth loving absolutely yeah. i don't think i could have summed it up by myself <laughs> so that concludes our first ever podcast and we hope that you Exciting. somewhat liked it i'm really sorry if it sounded like you were in a thunderstorm we've got these new little mics and i keep waving them around really frenetically yeah, we like to use our hands yes yes it's girling me i'm really sorry you know what i'll try and muffle it out for you next time if you're feeling <laughs> lucky but no thank you for coming to listen to us we love you dearly and we will be back as and when something goes horribly wrong in my love life. So tomorrow. So tomorrow. <laughs> See you tonight. <laughs> Have a lovely Thank week, you. people. We love you. Kisses. And you know what? Don't worry about it because we don't know either, babe. We do. Not. <laughs>